Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic, why $100,000 isn't much anymore. Now, Michael, I should preface this with, this is your title, your topic, and I don't actually know where you stand on this. I don't know whether you mean $100,000 isn't much anymore or whether you're saying no, it I, is. I, or- it's the, so, what I've heard, yeah. I've heard this is a phrase qu- quite a few a times say, yeah. recently, are... Uh, that's only it's only going to cost me a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. It's going to cost me eighty. It's, it's going to co- cost. It's me, only yeah. going to cost eighty thousand yeah. dollars. It's only going to cost one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, when people are talking about yeah. uh, renovations or vehicles yeah. or, or those, or, those are the two big ones. Yeah. I, I think with that with that dollar figure, you're right. It, it is a it is a phrase that you hear all the time where you say people, are, oh, we're just going to do this sort of extension. It, it's only, it'll it'll be you know eighty grand or it'll be yeah. we're going to buy this new new people mover car. It's it's going to be. Seventy-five thousand. It's only going to be seventy-five. But but yeah, people have found. So five years ago, I couldn't remember when people said it's only a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> but 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 just lately, I've heard it's only a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah. so it got me to thinking: when did a hundred thousand yeah. dollars only become a hundred thousand dollars? So what I just want to look at: a nice, nice, simple one. Yep. If you're ten years out from retiring, yep. What the power of a hundred thousand dollars can can be? Yep. Um, and it's not to say don't go and do a renovation. Hey, I'm doing a renovation <laughs> right about, now. I was, about, I was about to throw you under the bus there <laughs> if you were trying to say don't go and do it. Well, hang on, mate. You've got builders at your house as we speak. It, it, and it's not saying don't go and spend $100,000 on a car. Yeah. Um, again, is, again, what, you just bought a new car. So, if you said that, I'd be throwing you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, what it is, what it is saying is if you – well, not even if you're potentially going to be short of where you need to be at retirement. Well, it's about saying it's about the what opportunity are the alternatives. Cost. Yeah. yeah, the opportunity cost yep. of, you know, it, whether $100,000 is a lot of money objectively or not doesn't really, yep. to some degree, and I think about this with any amount of money, actually doesn't matter. Money's not useful in and of itself. You know, yep. We've done this, we talked about this before in the podcast about it's it's just money... Money is like energy. It, it's you either save it or spend it, mm. and and that's it, it's not to say a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money or isn't a lot of money. It's if you're thinking about doing something where you go, well, it's only going to be a hundred thousand dollars to do that, to do this renovation, mm. buy the car, or to, or to do whatever. What's the opportunity cost of that, and what else could you do with that money? And and then, and then I guess it's up to you to make that decision of where is that hundred thousand dollars best spent. And that's I think the the point you're making it, there is that it is yeah, is and, it, and and it could even be. Um, we were going to do a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars renovation. Hey, what if we just make that fit under two hundred thousand? So we've got yeah. a spare fifty. Yeah. What effect? And we were going to buy a hundred thousand dollars car. What if we buy a fifty thousand dollars car? Hey, bang! There's yeah, your hundred grand. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what the power of that would be ten years out from a retirement? So if you just popped a hundred thousand dollars into a superannuation fund. And you didn't add to it, so yep. you, we didn't even look at the employer contributions going in or your existing voluntary contributions because they're going to go in anyway. Yep. And if it helps, let's just imagine a separate, completely separate superannuation fund. Yep. So you've, Which, you've you've popped a hundred thousand dollars into a um, separate superannuation fund, 
10 years out from retirement. Um, we're just looking at that balance on its own, not adding to it or anything like that. What would that compound out to at an assumed 8% per annum net rate of return? So over 10 years to your retirement age of 65, you'd actually come away with an extra $215,892 of superannuation balance. So that that $100,000 would compound out at yep. an 8% rate of return Yep. to... Um, $215,000 yeah. over the last 10 years of your working yeah. life or over a 10-year period. Yeah. Now, you might say, I don't have $100,000. I was going to borrow to yeah. to buy that <laughs> <The> car. Same thing. <laughs> same thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, you, borrow, you, can, you can theoretically borrow. I'm not telling you to do this because this would be personal financial advice. But yeah. if you're going to buy a hundred, borrow $100,000 to do a combination of yeah. renovation yeah. and car, yeah. hey, you could borrow $100,000 and pop that into your superannuation fund. And you'd end up in the same. You're still paying the same repayments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're still yeah. making the same repayments. Yeah. Yeah. You pay that off over 10 years, for example, yeah. and you still, you say you come away with $215,000 well, of yeah. extra. It, it's interesting um, you say that the borrowing thing, and I think we know that logistically that doesn't make any sense because if whether you borrow the money or whether you, hmm. or whether you have the cash, it, it's still $100,000 that you're spending. Hmm. This was my, you know, the podcast we did a while ago. I was saying, you know, borrowing, when you borrow money, you're just borrowing from your future self. Yep. It, this is exactly what we talk about where if you're sitting there going, well, yeah, but we can just borrow that against the house or, you know, we're going to get a car loan at 3%. It's still, it's still $100,000 that you have to come up with that you, yep. that you just don't have to otherwise. Yeah. And, and that could be going into, into super instead. So, yep. yeah, I, I think that's, that is a good point though, is, is that it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it when someone goes to borrow that money. It doesn't feel like they're giving up $100,000, but, but they really are. That's, yes. that's exactly what it is. So um, that's just the starting point. Yeah. So you've, you've got $100,000 that's turned into $215,000 yeah. over the last 10 years of your working life just by virtue of the fact it's compounded mm-hmm. again at that assumed rate of return of 8% yeah. net per year. Um, here's where the real power starts though. So, because you've got an extra $215,000 in change, um, at, that, at that continued on assumed rate of return of 8%, um, your money actually makes money in that first year of your retirement of $17,271. Picture that number in green. Yeah. Um, so, green is coming in, yeah. adding to your superannuation balance. That's your rate of return. Um Think of the next number in red, and the next number is twenty thousand dollars. And so it's it's what I've assumed you're actually going to take out yep. of the fund. So you have two hundred and fifteen thousand eight hundred ninety-two dollars. It earns an assumed rate of return of eight percent in the first year of your retirement. That grows the balance by plus seventeen thousand two hundred and seventy-one. You take out twenty thousand dollars, and you spend that on travel. It's assumed you could yep. be you could spend it on anything. Yeah, yep. You'd spend it on anything. So your fund's only going back by um, a shy under three thousand yeah. dollars. It's grown by seventeen thousand two hundred and seventy-one. You've taken twenty thousand out as income. Yeah. Hey, it's gone backwards by let's just call it three thousand dollars, mm. roughly. So imagine this as the arc of a football kick, a football <laughs> getting kicked. Yeah. Um, so a football's getting kicked. I would say the arc of a football getting kicked off. A- is this from a football or a football getting kicked off a cliff? Are you saying from probably, 215 it's, it's, it's down? It's actually probably more like Tom Brady throwing a pass, <laughs> like throwing an American football pass. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're at the peak here. Yeah. 
We're of, at the peak of, of, of the most the amount first of money year of retirement. Yeah. We're at the peak of the height of that ball. Yeah. And what we're going to do, is that ball's going to, as it as it slows down, yeah, it's going to start to drop. Yep. And the trajectory is going to, it's, it's going to drop off sharper yep. towards yep. the end. So, um, what I've assumed is that this person just takes $20,000 out every year to live off, uh, to go towards extra travel yep. in this case from their extra $215,000. Now, um, what they can actually draw, think of the total amount of money you think they can draw. They yep. can draw $517,000 yep. from that extra $215,000. Yep. Now, let me back up a bit. <laughs> they can draw $20,000 a year yep. for 25 years. Yes. Um, and by that by that stage, uh, they've almost run out of money. So, in the 26th year, yep. they can draw another $17,000 yep. of income. So, Let's ignore that. So, basically, between 65 years of age and 90 years of age, they can draw another $20,000 per year. A year. To fund whatever. Yeah. And we know it's going to be tax-free yep. because we assume, well, yep. we assume that well, they'd be able to get into their superannuation fund yep. so yeah. um, uh, and they would, would yep. fit under the yep. $1.7 million of pension yes. transfer balance cap, but yep. we're digressing too no. much there. So, we assume it's tax-free. Um, so, really, if you look at the power of $100,000, yep. it, it's, it's, it's really, huge. it turns into $500,000. Well, it's $20,000 a year it, times 25 years is $500,000 of income You've been able to draw it's from a hundred thousand dollars. It's interesting because you think of it as a the perspective um, for you is is the dollar amount of being able to draw five hundred. I think of it slightly differently, which is that you imagine a fifty five year old couple that go, uh, should we, like you say, should we do the do the renovation for two hundred thousand or one hundred and fifty, and should we buy the hundred thousand dollar car or the fifty thousand dollar car? So that's the they'd make that decision once. At the age of fifty-five, and you imagine what they look like, and and their stage, and and a lot of fifty-five-year-old couples sitting there, probably thinking about these things right now. Now they make that one decision that that makes it's a hundred thousand dollar difference. And then you imagine them in their in their eighty-ninth, the year, then they're eighty-nine. They go on a, you know. A month-long cruise. They're probably going on a cruise by then because they're, yeah. <laughs> they're starting, to, starting to break down. They don't want to be getting off and on transport and bus. Mm. So, they go on a, you know, I don't even know what a $20,000 cruise gets you. But they go Mate, on a 20000 It gets you a long way. <laughs> like cruises cruises yeah, are a yeah. great value for money. Yeah. yeah. The um, So, you go on a, you imagine that 89-year-old couple go on a $20,000 cruise for a couple of weeks or a few weeks or a month. I don't know how long it is. But. You imagine them being on that cruise for a month and thinking back 35 years before and going, this has been, we've funded this cruise every year for the last 25 years. So, all throughout our retirement, from 65 to 90, we've funded a $20,000 holiday every year. And the whole time we've been on that holiday, the only person we've got to thank for that is us at 55. That's, yeah. that's, we only made one, we made one decision at 55 and this is this has been the fruits of that for mm. that whole retirement to me that that time thing is, is sort of an interesting one because it when we make those decisions at 55 it it, it sort of feels like yeah but what's what, what would be the benefit of that it, it's if yep. you could if you could travel back in time from 89 to, to your 55 yourself and thank yourself for doing that rather than having the slightly bigger renovation the slightly bigger car like imagine how happy you'd be with with yourself having had the opportunity to go and do all that travel or to do whatever else you wanted with that twenty thousand every year. It's yeah. 
it's a long time to impact your lifestyle positively for, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, again, just wanted to, to have a, a nice simple one here. Yep. And, um, and it's, it's really only in, in response, I guess, to what I've been hearing lately yeah. where $100,000 has suddenly become it's yep. only $100,000. Yeah. And, uh, and I think there's, yeah. there's th- th- that, that's flipped over in the last couple of years. I, yeah. I didn't hear that no. five years ago. No. I didn't hear it, it's, it's only $100,000. Now a, I hear it's only $100,000. It's obviously a combination of uh, inflation and, mm. and consumer confidence where a few years mm. ago, yeah, things things have gotten slightly more. You know, things get slightly more expensive over time due to inflation, but also consumer confidence. Where uh, five years ago, in particular, hundred thousand people would, you know, beg, borrow, and steal to to get that extra hundred. And yeah. now it's kind of because the future looks fairly rosy for a lot of people. We're kind mm-hmm. of ah, it's a hundred. I'd do this and do this, and I think it's it's a it's a really great visual, um, or it's a really great um, concrete way to think of it, and. And as you say, if you think of it as I, th- I think what if you think of it as this money going to its own separate super fund um, and and growing just on its own, sitting there, mm. I actually think there's something in this where for, for our clients we we would actually recommend likely that they put this into a separate super fund because mm. then this money if it goes it's tax. There's another podcast we've done about yeah. inheritance tax and you know. You know, if if you got taxable money, you, you, your non-dependent beneficiary kids would pay tax on it. So there's a there's a financial reason why you might actually put this into its own separate quarantine mm. super fund. But just from a, an emotional point of view, if you've got six hundred thousand dollars in super and you put a hundred thousand in and you go from six to seven, it doesn't feel that different. If that makes no. you know, it, it feels like it's still in the ballpark of yeah. the same area. I think that. There's something to be gained by thinking of it as its own pool of money, and you go, "This hundred thousand dollars isn't. It isn't just, oh, you know, for our retirement savings. This hundred thousand is going to be the thing that funds all of our travel throughout our whole retirement. Mm. It, it's going to go. It's going to fund all those, you know, trips around to weird and wonderful places when you're, you know, in your in your late sixties and while you're still fit and healthy and able to do so. Mm. When you're in your, you know, throughout your 60s, this is going to fund the first class flights to, to places that you wanted to go, but you don't mm. want to sit in the economy the whole time. When you're in your 80s, it's going to fund the the cruises that have the, you know, the best medical care you can possibly think of. So yeah. you're happy to be, you know, on the other side of the world away from and home. And there's so many ways to, to ramp it up. I mean, you could say, yeah. Yeah, listeners might say, I don't want to be traveling when I'm, I'm 89. Well, you just you take 25,000 yeah. a year for less. <laughs> yep. Well, you, you take, take 30,000 a year for take 40,000 a year. You take 40, yeah, you that, run that money. I mean, the, 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 the whole idea of this yep. is to reward your future self. Yes. Because yes. you, your present self yep. has gone yep. through whatever level of discomfort yes. to, yep. to shave $100,000 off, yeah. off something you were going to spend yep. uh, on, on, yeah, combination of a renovation and a car, yep. or any other way you can dice that up. Yep. So you're actually you're actually uh, rewarding your future self. So the the whole idea of this extra money is yep. to run it out. Yes. Like is yep. to is to is to go and have fun with it yep. and to run that out. So you can take more than the twenty thousand dollars a year. Um, it runs out faster, of course, yep. if you do that. But yeah, 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 you you're spending that yep. while you're still young. Yep. Absolutely. No, I th- I think it's a. It's it's an interesting concept because we've we've both heard that and noticed that that hundred thousand dollars doesn't seem like much anymore, but it's mm-hmm. only. I guess this is when we talk about people with with their lifestyle. It, it isn't. 
it doesn't matter what $100,000 is to you. It only matters the opportunity cost of that. Of hmm. If you've got the $100,000 to spend, whether you can borrow the $100,000, whether you've got that in cash, it's, it's not our place to say whether you should what you should spend it on. It's really just, again, looking at these trade-offs of, well, if you do if you do it this way, this is what you'll get from it. And if you do it this other way, this is what that money could do for you in the future. And then it's, and then it's our client's um, position then to say, right, I will, I now know which of them is more important to me and I'm going to make the choice based on that. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.